All right, you ready to get in the Word tonight? All right, Psalm 42, verse number 5 is where we'll be this evening. And uh, we're just going to read that one verse. And if you want to, you can go back and you can read the entirety of this particular psalm. But verse number 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Now let's pray, and I'll give you just a couple things right out of this verse, and we'll, we'll dismiss. Father, tonight we thank you for your blessings. God, I thank you, Lord, for, Lord, even tonight, kind of, uh, kind of a, maybe a rushed service, and we hope that, that we don't offend you or your Holy Spirit in that. Uh, but God, tonight, I thank you, Lord, that we can sing songs like, Lord, that Passover lamb, when he passes over us. God, I'm thankful tonight, Lord, that we can sing the songs of Zion, and we can hear the music played, not for ours, but for your glory. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, we're about to hear some things from your word. And I pray you'll give us clarity of mind to be able to share those things tonight. God, we thank you on a, on a Sunday night, meeting early and kind of getting things out of order that you filled the house up tonight. That blesses me, God, and I thank you for it. God, we ask you tonight that you just meet with us directly from your word. I pray that you give us wisdom and discernment. Bless your people. God, we ask these things, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to I try to give you five things on this thought. When things don't go as planned. When things don't go as planned. What we find here in Psalm 42, there's, there's the likelihood that this was written during the time uh, when David and his son Absalom were were against one another, or rather Absalom was against David, uh, the likelihood is very high, and that's when this particular psalm was written. And uh, if you've ever been at odds with anybody in your family, I'm talking about close family, brother, sister, mom, dad, son, daughter, that type of thing, um, the the pressure of that getting right is is high. Um, you just don't feel right. The whole house feels off. Um, you, you you men and you sons and daughters, y'all help me. When mama's upset, the whole house is out of kilter. Come on. And so that kind of puts your mind in in that the 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 king King David is trying to rule, and he's trying to rule godly. Remember, God called him a man after mine own heart. He is trying to do things right, but then he's got a wayward son that is trying to, in essence, pull the kingdom away from him. And in all of this, you can read the psalm yourself, but in all of this, things are not going as David planned. And I'll give you just the five things. He makes five statements here, and we'll go to the house tonight. I want us to see, number one, that we ought to seek out our sorrows. Now, that sounds contrary to what we should do. We say things like, just forget about it. Just get over it. Don't worry about it. But David said something here in verse number 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Brother Bobby, he's talking to himself. And, and I, again, not trying to be funny, but he says, self, why? Why are you so cast down? 
What's, have you ever, have you ever been in your private place? Have you ever been in that secret place and you're like, what is wrong with you? You're not talking to God at the time, you're talking to yourself. You're driving alone, Brother Jody, at 117 miles an hour, looking for blue lights and stop signs and roundabouts and, and, and you just, you know something's off and you say, what is wrong? That's what's happening here. David's life is out of kilter. His son is against him. Half of the kingdom is against him. His own men, they don't really know where their own loyalty lies. And, and he says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Can I tell you today, when things don't go as planned, it's probably a good idea just to sit down and find out what is really the matter. Seek out your sorrow. I told my wife before, and it's the only way I know to say it. Uh, maybe you, maybe you can relate to this. Sometimes you wake up and nothing's really wrong, but just you, 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 you're struggling. You're not mad at anybody, as far as you know. Nobody's mad at you, but it just seems like something's not right. And I tell my wife, I said, I just feel that strange way today. And and sometimes it corrects itself. Sometimes it takes a night's sleep, wake up fine the next day. I don't know. But I've found out every single time that I go to God in prayer, and I say, God, I need you, if you will, just to help me. Lord, what is this? Is this a burden that I'm supposed to be bearing? If it is, can you reveal it? Can you tell me what it is? And sometimes I find myself walking or or going for a drive or whatever it may be or sitting in my office and I begin to question my own self. What is wrong? And, and I'll go through categorically things that have happened over the last few days. And that's what David is doing here. He says, soul, why art thou cast down? Number two, we ought to silence our fears. Now this, I, I've told you before, this is harder uh, done than it is said. Okay, let me rephrase that. It's easier said than done. But in this scripture, he says, and why art thou disgusted? Disquieted in me. Now, disquieted, this is the word that means growl, or to roar, or cry aloud, or to rage. He says, there's something crying out in my soul, and I don't know what it is. He's already, he says, why are thou cast down, my soul? But he continues his question, and he says, why are you raging within me? And so here he is, he is talking to those fears, and he's trying to get their attention. I, uh, this morning, towards the close of the service, I said uh, something about uh, folks being distracted, and I said, look up in here, what he's doing to his fears, he says, hey, I need you to pay attention. I've got some questions, and I'm about to get excited here, because we, we have, we've been studying on Wednesday nights about the, the fruit of the Spirit. So far, we've got love, joy, peace, and long-suffering. Do you realize that the things that, that God has given us as the fruit that bears witness of His Holy Spirit within us is exactly what we need to go through every single day? with ourselves or with other people. It helps in our relationship with God. It helps in our relationship with others. And those nine manifestations of the fruit help in our relationships with ourselves. And so because of that love, joy, especially the peace, those fears that we have inside, in every one of
of us have different fears. And they may be silly. They may be very serious. They may be something that you have to seek outside help for. But in all of those, those are things that you can seek uh, uh, help from God in. And and though he is speaking to him to himself, this is a psalm written towards God. Not to God, but towards God. He is singing these things and he is announcing that he has some fears. He has some ragings. There's some growlings or some roarings within himself. And he is trying his best to get their attention within himself so that he can begin to tell his own fears some things. Notice what he says. Let's look at our text. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Number three, he should, we should strive for God. Notice what he says. Hope thou in God. He's talking to himself, Kurt. He's talking to himself. Remember what I said. He's written this towards God, okay? He's, this is a song. We do it, we do it today. We, when we write songs, when we sing songs, even though if we've not written them or penned them, it is things that sometimes we have to say to ourselves, but we're singing them to God. You, you follow? Miracle in me, they sang this morning. Now, I, I realize God knows all about the miracles that He's performed in that first verse. But in that chorus and in that second verse, that's more along the lines of relationships with us. We sing the song, uh, Greatest of All Miracles. I wasn't there by the shores of Galilee, but I was there when God performed the greatest miracle, and that was in me. And so we, we, God knows those things, and and we know those things, but sometimes we need to be reminded. and, and, And David is reminding himself of these things, and he's talking to himself, and he's he is seeking out why he's so upset. He's seeking out his sorrow. Then we see that he is silencing our fears. He's, he's trying to get their attention. He says, hey, I've got something to tell you. But here's what he had to tell them. Strive for God. He said, you sorrows, you fears, hope thou in God. He says, David, everything's going against you, but I want you to know to hope in God. Whoop! Sometimes we just, Paul said, I think myself happy. Sometimes we have to get beside all of everything that's gone wrong in our life and we just have to remind ourselves to hope in God. We hope in our finances. We hope in this and we hope in that. But guess what? The moth and dust Moth and dust doth corrupt. Those rust doth, it's going away is what I'm trying to say. Uh, there's thing, these things are going to fade away. But there is someone in heaven that we've all put our faith and our trust in that never changes. But yet we go so easily to everything else seeking for help rather than to God. He says, hope thou in God. Strive for God. The word strive is another word for hope, and it means to devote serious effort or energy. He says, hope thou in God. Over the last week, week and a half, there's been those big Chinese balloons going all over the country. Everybody's tore up. It took a, what was it, F-22 to blow the first one out of the sky. And folks were saying, well, I'm going to go out with my 308, my AK, and I'm going to, I'm going to blow it out of the sky. Doubtful. Doubtful. 
Maybe if all of us together put our firepower together, possibly. That don't bother me. I, I get that it's unnerving. Don't misunderstand me. That don't bother me. The fact that we got a man in the White House that may or may not need to be in a nursing home, that don't necessarily bother me. It's unnerving, but it don't bother me. But I want you to know tonight that when it comes time for me to have hope, it's not, it, y'all hear me well, it's not in a man, but it, it, is, it, it is in God. It is God that reached into the muck and the mire of this world and sin and lifted me out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay. It is God, as we spoke this morning, that loved this world so much that sent His only begotten Son. And just, just as a side note about God loving us so much, do you realize that since the beginning of time, God has loved us so much that He has tried to do away with sin Eve, all the way back, all the way back in the garden, and, and it's argued whether there were actually blood shed to make those uh, those clothes of skins in the garden. I'm not going to argue whether God killed a lamb or not, but nonetheless, there was a covering. There was a covering. And then all of a sudden, we find uh, now uh, Abel and Cain, they are sacrificing to God how maybe maybe it can be construed that they're not trying to cover sin but just give an offering to God however you want to figure it out that's fine but through every single aspect of the old testament into the new testament we find that there's some sort of of trying to atone for sin and then enters Christ one lamb john said the lamb of god and when He was crucified, that took the place of all other sacrifices. No longer were they needed. Hope thou in God. Hope in the very One that loved you so much that He took your sin away. Number four, sing praises to the Lord. Notice what He says. He says, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise Him. For I shall yet praise Him. He says, I know, I soul, Mr. Soul, I know you're worried. He said, Soul, I know you're disquieted in me. He said, but the day's not done. I've got a song to sing. I've got some praise that I've got to give to the Lord. Everything has gone against Him. <laughs> I do not feel like running, but I'm about to. Everything that's gone against him, his plans are just at an utter loss, Brother Bobby. But he says, I'm not done yet. He says, for I will yet praise him. <laughs> he says, I don't know when this is going to get by. I don't know exactly how it's going to end up. He said, but i got a song to sing. I've got joy in my heart. I've got a hand to raise towards heaven. He says, for I will yet praise him. Can I tell you, just in case everything hasn't gone according to your plans, can I tell you today, just sing praises to the Lord. There's been a lot of days that I've went down to my office downstairs and I've went over to the keyboard and, and I, 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 can't, I can't play, okay, but I get on and I, I peck. And I'm really not planning on singing anything, but 
every once in a while, one of those chords will just speak to my heart, and I'll begin singing, It is well, or Amazing Grace. I don't, I don't know if you plan it, Brother Dave, but you sing, and I'm not being critical by any means, but you sing how beautiful heaven must be a lot. Has anybody ever noticed that? And it blesses my full socks off. Because when things are not going right, I get to be reminded of how beautiful heaven must be. Ooh. I get down there. And I need to pray, but you know, I've been there. You just can't, the words can't come. The words are not coming. But I can get, I can pick up the guitar, or I can go over there to that little keyboard, and I can begin to praise God. And it's as if God, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. If you've never been there, I can't help you, but if you'll ever get there, boy, it'll help you. You begin to praise God and all of a sudden it's like all the walls are just just pressed down and they're out of the way and all of a sudden you can get there to the throne room like you wanted to all to begin with. He says, yeah, will I praise Him. Then he says this lastly, seek His face. Notice what he says, this last phrase kind of continues on. He says, uh, hope thou in God for uh, I shall yet praise Him for the help of his countenance. Now I need you to listen to this. The word countenance, a lot of times we use it. His countenance is falling. You see it in the scripture. His countenance is falling. A lot of times you've got someone that's got a smile on their face and their countenance falls and all of a sudden there's no smile. There's no hint of a smile. Maybe they're even frowning or, or they're crying or they're stone faced. A lot of times that's what it means. But let's go a little bit deeper. This word countenance in the scripture here, it talks about his face. So now let's let's read this again. He says, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance or for the help of his face. You know what this says to me, Brother Stanley? His face is ever before me. How 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 can you know what he's doing? He's watching. He said in Deuteronomy, he said in Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse number five, he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What was the scripture? And I believe it's in Matthew. Lo, I'm with thee always. Brother Kenny, he says, read, read the last phrase there again. Verse 5. For the help of his countenance. You know what that means, Brother Kenny? That means when everything has gone awry in his life, he's been able to see the countenance of God. He's been able to see the face of God, Brother Terry, in spite of everything else. Looks up. There's God. He promised He wouldn't leave me. Well, there's God. Oh, He promised He wouldn't forsake me. Everything's gone. Everything's a myth. There's God. He said, God's not. God's. So, why are you so upset? Why, 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 fear, why are you raging in me? He said, you just need to hope in God. He said, while you're hoping in God, I'm going to praise Him. But then this, as I'm praying, praising Him, I'm also seeking Him. I'm seeking His face. There's few faces I want to see more than my wife's. Now, I love seeing the face of my children. 
I feel like I have a second daughter here somewhere. There she is. I love to see their faces. I love to see your face. But no face, including my wife, cheers me on like the face of Christ. I think of Stephen when he was being stoned. He looked up into heaven. And, and did y'all hear what I said? He was being stoned. Being stoned. About to die. And he looked up and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. I was talking to Brother D several weeks ago. I said, Brother D, y'all know that song, it's page 321 in our hymn book. My Savior, first of all. When my life's work is ended and I cross the something, something, something. He says, I long to see my Savior, first of all. I was talking to Brother D. I said, Brother D, I said, you're close. Ain't no sense of beating around the bush. I said, Brother Deke, you're close. I said, you're getting ready to check out of here. I said, tell me honestly. Now, I want you to hear what he said. I think I told you a few weeks ago. I said, tell me honestly, who do you want to see first? I asked him this two different times. The first time, it was just he and I. And he said, I want to see my Savior. week or so went by and I asked him, I said, Brother Deke, I said, you're closer than you were last time. I said, who do you want to see in heaven? And he said, Irene. I asked him during that time, Miss Irene had to kind of try to help me communicate with him. I said, I said, outside of Jesus and outside of Irene, who do you, who do you want to see? He couldn't understand that question. Apparently, Sue didn't understand the question either. He didn't understand it. Irene was trying to help him understand it. And he said something to the effect, I just want to see Jesus. He's got parents over there. He's got friends over there. But you know the face that cheered him on? It was Jesus. His boy said something about Irene being such a good mama. And as a lot of people do, they talk about Peter at the pearly gates and all that. Y'all know I'm not a fan of that type of thing. I'll sock Peter in the nose, get out of the way. I, I got somewhere to be, boy. I don't know how it's going to work, Brother David. You're talking about your daddy this morning. I'd love to have been a blind fly on the wall when John Paul Dent Crossed over. Knowing because of his condition and the machines that he was on, he couldn't communicate. But all of a sudden, <laughs> when he breathed his last breath here, he, he was able, he was able to, I believe, see Jesus face to face over there. It, well, I don't believe it was anybody else other than Jesus face to face. You can believe what you want. I'm not going to fight with you. But I believe when I die, and I don't know how to explain it, Rachel, because I'm sure there might be a lot of people dying at the same moment, but I believe the first face they see will be Jesus. Now, if I'm wrong, y'all please let me be wrong. You might be here tonight, and I'm trying to close. 
Yeah, this is how we're going to close it's with with just a piano, and then we're just going to pray together. Okay, that's how we're going to close. So if somebody wants to come and play just a good song, just a good one, whatever it is. But you might be here tonight, and every plan that you've made has fallen through. I I can't help it. I think it was last Sunday night when the missionary was here. We went out to eat and Bobby and Samantha went with us. A lot of times I remember Jasper's story, but I forget about her story. And I forget that she almost died. When was Jasper born? Uh, Not born. When was he supposed to be born? April. So he was four months, four months early. He's over a year old now. What a blessing. But we don't talk about it a whole lot. But over a year ago, that woman back there almost crossed over. That wasn't y'all's plan. Wasn't y'all's plan for the doctor to say 15 minutes and one of them may die. I, two words, but God. <laughs> I can't explain it. Shortly after that, they got to come home, Bobby and Nick, out in the woods. They had a wreck. Bobby's broken. We kind of joked about this the other night. They're calling the ambulance and everything, and Bobby called me after Samantha called me. She said, Preacher, please pray. She's crying. I'm about to start crying. I grabbed the family. We prayed, said amen, and Bobby called. I'm like, what in the world? Very casually, Bobby said, Hey, Preacher, what you doing? Well, I just got done praying for you. And he said, Preacher, please pray. I can't breathe. But God, Stanley, several months ago, got a call early from your wife, crying on the other end. Been in a wreck, didn't know a whole lot. As the hours and the days progress, we find out things that you haven't truly grasped yet. You spent several weeks in Albany. Was it a month, month and a half? In Atlanta? I watched as you learned to walk again. Talk. That wasn't your plans that day. Matter of fact, we talked, was that a Monday? Or was that a Tuesday? You were off Monday, I think. Tuesday, he don't even know. Tuesday, you were supposed to go to work and you are supposed to bring me one of those bright green shirts back. That was your plan. But God. Lee went on vacation. 
with his boy. Just out riding the bike. I don't know that they even know what happened. But he crashed the bike. Just a short time, he was in the hospital. Luke was, I can't remember, either at the fire department or the police department by himself. Miss Brandy and Macon heading that direction. He's back here right now. But God. Kurt, you kind of testified two years ago. Bullets flying aimed directly at you. You came out unscathed. Just several weeks later, you got introduced to this God that David was talking about. Two years later, I believe it was, God gripped your heart to start preaching. During that time, He got that girl's attention. She moved to South Georgia. They got engaged, got married, got a baby on the way. I I really only have two words that I could say about that. But I'm talking about we can go from... (laughs) We can go from... (laughs) And we can see how that our plans fell apart. Miss Tanya, your daddy. That wasn't in the plans. My daughter was with Mama. They were at Chick-fil-A. She was in the playground. He was just making errands. Always busy. He couldn't just stop. Making a left-hand turn like he always had. Hard to explain. The pain and the loss is still there. But how our family has grown. But uh, You see, your plans may be all fouled up. But know tonight that the countenance of God, the face of God is ever present. When you can't pray, praise. Even when you can't praise Him, I believe there's something on the inside of you that wants to reach out towards heaven. You might have to talk to yourself. You might have to grab the attention of your fear. Give them instruction to hope towards God. You might have to even when you don't feel like it, praise Him. But don't forget to seek the face of God. You better watch You better know tonight that the face of God is watching you.